maybe the better position is an eclectic position rather than an ecumenical one. Hello, this is Todd Littleton for Pathological, a podcast for the pastor theologian. You can find us at toddlittleton.net, pathological.com, or pathological.net. As I'm getting ready for uh, several upcoming interviews, I wanted to uh, offer uh, a couple of thoughts after listening to an interview with Brian Zahn, and also give a little bit of a heads up as to what's coming. And more about that in just a moment. First of all, I really would like you to consider supporting uh, a couple of the sponsors that uh, are providing some discount codes for Pathological. First, LSTN Sound, the product with a project. You know, uh, several of us know folks who have a difficult time hearing. My wife, uh, in our uh, early married days, was an assistant teacher for what we called then a hearing-impaired students. And I got to go up after uh, I'd come in from college and watch her in action. And what a, what a joy it is. You can imagine the, the developments over time. That was more than 30 years ago when now people can hear with the benefit of cochlear implants. Well, LSTN Sound is committed to helping people hear now, one of the ways they fund that project is with some fantastic headphones. These are wood headphones. These are classic headphones. In fact, I've, I've not had a pair of uh, over-the-ear headphones uh, that sound as good uh, when I'm listening to music or listening to podcasts. Uh, even I've got a pair that I use when I'm sitting on the mower and I have no trouble on my riding lawnmower listening to some good music or some good podcast. You can find the ad on the right sidebar, and when you go to check out, just type in Pathological for the podcast, and you'll receive a discount. If you happen to be uh, in the market for a gift, uh, visit Oikos Handmade. Uh, Oikos Handmade is a small business uh, run by uh, our oldest daughter. Uh, There's a great story at oikoshandmade.com give you the background for uh, her little business project. Uh, She uh, hand crochets uh, a variety of items. And and when you get to check out on her site, you can enter Pathological for a discount there as well. Now, sometimes you think, well, you're getting a kickback. And and really, uh, with these two methods, I'm really just publicizing uh, two uh, groups that Uh, I really like and find uh, to be really, really good. And so uh, you could just uh, show a little love by uh, using those discount codes and ordering from either LSTN Sound or OikosHandmade.com. I want to turn attention to a new podcast I uh, always like to pass on. I know that, that people like to uh, tout their own podcast, and I certainly would not mind you going over and subscribing on iTunes or Stitcher, leaving a, a review or uh, make it a five-star even. Uh, that helps us get found, and it helps people who might be looking for a podcast for a pastor theologian. And uh, maybe today's episode will help maybe uh, uh, continue to flesh out kind of the project of, of 
of what we're trying to do here on the podcast. But there's a new podcast. Uh, my online friend, uh, pastor, and uh, writer, Michael, uh, excuse me, uh, Jason Michelli, and uh, Tier Hardy and Morgan Gutton have put together a podcast called um, uh, Crackers and Grape Juice. And uh, you'll have to listen to their first episode to get the meaning behind that. Uh, But I really um, have come to appreciate and admire and enjoy reading uh, Jason Michelli, and I'll be getting to know Tier Hardy and Morgan as they're also on the podcast. And uh, recently, for their second interview, they interviewed Brian Zand. I may have said Zond in the intro. I'm not exactly sure how. I think they say it, Brian Zand. And Brian is in uh, St. Joe's, uh, Missouri, and he's been uh, the founding pastor uh, at a church there. And I was introduced by reading his first book, Farewell to Mars. Uh, If you haven't read that one, I would go find it. Uh, I've got his new book, To Read, Water uh, to Wine. It's uh, somewhat a memoir of sorts. And in that interview, uh, he described five things that when he made this turn, this transition uh, away from uh, kind of a consumerist model of leadership that was producing a consumerist-style church that fit a consumerist American culture, he, uh, he, he came up with five words to describe uh, the, the direction he uh, aimed to lead. I have to tell you quickly, uh, it, it is uh, like I felt a number of times reading others' books, like he was writing uh, what I had been thinking, and even in some measure what I've been living uh, since about the time he describes. In other words, he described hitting 40, and and uh, this thing came over him, and that was about the age, uh, give or take a year, that I began to have some thoughts and, and uh, been thinking uh, uh, more about my vocation. Father Rohr uh, says that uh, a man uh, spends the first 40 years of his life building his tower and then uh, spends the, the next 40 years having jumped off of that tower. Maybe that's uh, applicable to uh, Brian Zan as he's a few years older than I am, which means he's more towards 60 than I, but you'll have to kind of do the math when he, if you listen to that interview. Um, which I recommend you go in and, and subscribing and, and listen to uh, Crackers and Grape Juice regularly. But anyway, one of those words caught my attention, and that word was eclectic. And, and when, it, when I think about that word, I think about the first time I had uh, a close encounter with Leonard Sweet. Uh, Patty and I had taken a uh, retreat, only Leonard didn't call his retreats. He, he called them advances, and we were invited— um, well, we signed up, really. Don't want to act like I had this personal invitation. Although reading his descriptions uh, really sounded like a, a personal invitation. But we made our way to Orcas Island, where uh, Lynn lives. And we spent a few days with a group of people in conversations. And if you've been in Lynn, if you've ever seen pictures, photographs of Lynn's library, or if you've been on the grounds of their place, uh, it is... Uh, it is the the definition of eclectic, um, the the uh, uh, decor, the, the the visual, the, the the cabins. It's 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 really really this kind of eclectic feel, and uh, and so um, 
when I when I when I heard Brian, uh, yeah, Brian Zand use that word eclectic, it it drew to my mind uh, that vision of being in in uh, Lynn's house and his library, and then listening to uh, the conversations we shared from an eclectic group of people with different backgrounds, different Christian experiences, different traditions, and at the same time really enjoying fellowship and and thinking about life and faith. And and so it set me to thinking, listening to Brian, that uh, when we start talking about the pastor theologian and we start talking about reading widely and 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 uh, if you will dipping your your brain your 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 learning experience into other wells, if you will, other places, other other streams of the Christian tradition. Uh, some often accuse you when you begin writing with that influence of of working towards a uh, a vision of uh, ecumenism, uh, really kind of uh, this idea of a reductionistic vision of uh, the great tradition where it can be boiled down to maybe one or two things that we all can agree on and and then kind of ignore uh, distinctives and differences. Um, whereas we live in a, a particular experience, at least in, in my lifetime, where we spend more time playing up our differences than our uh, commonalities. And I think in order not to lose uh, the richness of a, and breadth of the tradition, you, you don't want to collapse all uh, distinctives uh, to where they are obscured and they don't add to the dynamics of a, a vibrant, robust uh, understanding of of the Christian faith and all of the uh, rich uh, assets, if you will, in terms of the Christian tradition and church history available to us. Uh, I mean, I referenced Father Rohr. I couldn't imagine as a high school student growing up in a very conservative Southern Baptist church ever quoting uh, a Catholic priest. Just uh, that that would have been like weird. And so when when uh, I met Father Rohr and, and uh, spent some time uh, listening and talking, um, you could you you could uh, have probably uh, felt my uh, Christian Southern Baptist ancestors uh, turning over in their graves, wondering what had happened to Todd. And, and so, but when we wall off those uh, other uh, streams in the Christian tradition, then we actually cheat ourselves out of uh, emphases that were. Uh, weakened or lessened uh, in our own, uh, sometimes actually talked against, and and so uh, it set me to thinking that that maybe uh, uh, Brian is onto something when he talks about uh, eclectic. Maybe eclectic is uh, post ecumenical. That is, eclectic uh, uh, allows us uh, to survey. Uh, the tradition, hold on to the the really good things that we like about that which we have embraced as our own, that we've been maybe steeped in and learned. For example, there are uh, are things about my uh, Baptist tradition, about my Baptist heritage that I'm I'm pretty proud of, uh, I think are valuable and helpful, but I know in no way think that those are exclusive markers that uh, somehow uh, make me uh, superior, my tradition superior, those who go to Southern Baptist Church is superior. Although I do remember sitting across the table from a fellow in drafting class in high school who accused me of, as being a Southern Baptist as as uh, really walling off every other 
uh, Christian tradition as having any possible uh, connection with uh, a faithful uh, living out of uh, Christianity in the world. Uh, I resisted that, resented that when uh, we talked about it, but uh, I come uh, over the years to understand how we have conveyed that very sort of idea, and it's probably the case that uh, a number of uh, traditions uh, unwittingly, maybe even intentionally on occasion, do project themselves in a defensive posture as if they are the only among many. And uh, so uh, it'd probably be a good plug for to, a moment to plug one of the reads that uh, I found helpful along the way, and that would be uh, John Frankie's Manifold Witness. Y- you ought to check that one out. Maybe one of these days I can get John on the podcast and, and we can have a conversation. I, I do miss those uh, times when we've We've had those interactions uh, over the years. Uh, but, but, but back to Brian, I, I think that that what he learned as a, in a non-denominational setting out of a out of a, a word of faith tradition is, is no different. So before someone goes and says, well, of course, that guy was at a word of faith uh, church and he was steeped in that particular uh, uh, brand of, of theology and that particular strand of Christianity, uh, yeah, no wonder he found his way out of that into something richer and deeper. And uh, about the time you do that, then, then, then really you're not listening. And, and so I, I, I could say the same thing about my experience in, in Southern Baptist life, that uh, I think that there over the years it has been a discovery that, that we have um, uh, had our, our, those mentors mute, if you will, some of those other traditions and other settings uh, to our disadvantage. And uh, so uh, what happens is, is, is we've built our towers uh, in those kind of contexts at 40, only to discover looking out on top of our towers uh, a wider berth and decide to jump off into that and uh, see if we can't uh, em- uh, embrace and understand uh, what the Apostle Paul described as the manifold uh, grace of God, uh, that variegated, multicolored, uh, limitless uh, kaleidoscope of possibility of what grace looks like in in uh, its expressions in the world. And certainly, I, hopefully, we can all agree that one tradition just doesn't get it done. And so that's why rather than look for an ecumenical vision where we could say, well, how could we reduce the great tradition to this one thing that we could all agree to get along with and, and uh, say, well, we'll we'll put all of our other distinctives aside. Instead, that's why I think maybe we ought to look at eclectic as uh, po- uh, post-ecumenical. And that, that kind of set me to thinking uh, this afternoon. And I think what happens when you... Uh, get there is is another line I picked up from the first episode of uh, Jason Michelli and uh, Tier Hardy's podcast, and that was their kind of intro podcast where they were kind of describing what they were going to do. And I I always think that uh, Jason has uh, these this great wit and these great lines, and and he said that uh, what we're going to do on this podcast is think with our mouths open. And uh, so I think one of their taglines is something like uh, uh, talking about uh, life and faith uh, without stained glass language. And, and so I think sometimes that that's, you know, an inhibitor uh, to conversations. People think that, well, I've, I've got to put it in, in certain, a certain uh, idiom or a certain expression or I've got to talk about it in a certain way. And 
and I think he's he's uh, appropriately describing the fact that life and faith really gets worked out in the generic, uh, in the koine, if you will, that is in the common language, and and sometimes that that may may be offensive to some, but it, it certainly helps when you start talking in ways that people understand and you can communicate it. It sometimes is hard work when what you're reading is sometimes uh, written in uh, a style that is academic and heady. Uh, it is up to us pastor theologians to translate that into a common language where we, we can really engage people at, at an organic level, like uh, what we talked about with David Fitch when we had him on the podcast. So what one thing that you can be sure is, is is some of the things that you hear and read with at pathological on the podcast and in uh, some of the blog posts that you'll find there is is really kind of a thinking with uh, our, our mouth open and so um, when I was talking to uh, our new uh, associate pastor uh, this afternoon uh, he talked about one of the things that were really valuable is 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 to learn that um, uh, you don't have to agree with everything someone says to agree with something someone says. And I think uh, when you're uh, steeped in a group that immediately discounts someone because of other things they say, it, it's almost like, well, can anything good come out of Nazareth, right? I mean, can any if we're going to characterize things in that way, then, then what we're doing is really creating a feedback loop, an echo chamber, and so uh, I could invoke any number of uh, probably of people I know probably will have on the podcast that someone's going to go, I can't believe that, you know, that's the conversation is being had uh, because I dismissed that particular writer thinker a long time ago. And instead of doing that, it's probably more valuable and helpful to get to the place to say, well, what can I learn from? And what what maybe do I just, oh, no, I don't think I can go there. I, I don't think that's of any value or help. And hopefully along the way at Pathological, we'll, we'll not try to trim that for you, not try to uh, uh, shuck the wheat uh, for you, but instead put, put things out there so that you can maybe listen to some things that uh, I have found valuable, uh, where maybe we don't always agree with a guest, but there's been something there that has been really, really helpful, something that broadens the scope and breadth of an understanding of the great Christian tradition and opens us up to greater possibilities of life and faith on the ground with those that we live in community with and we live locally with. So that leads me to to uh, want to describe a few guests coming, and I don't want to uh, immediately assume that now that I'm going to list these uh, guests tell you just a quick thing or two about them that somehow I'm, I'm deliberately hosting them because I disagree with them about most things except one thing. Uh, hopefully you won't be able to figure that out. Uh, hopefully it will be that you, you just get to make up your own mind about those things that are valuable. But these are some folks that I either uh, have known or have come to know that uh, because of either work they're doing, things I've heard them say in uh, uh, small conferences, books I've read by them that have been really helpful. So, for example, uh, I'm going to interview uh, Thomas J. Ord on Friday morning of this week, and we'll have that podcast up hopefully uh, next week or as soon as we can get it edited right. And um, But uh, I read uh, the first book I read by uh, Tom was uh, Relational Holiness, and the description he has in that book of really what holiness is about turned my whole idea of, of what I heard holiness was when I was growing up uh, on its head, and I think in a good way. 
And so I, I recently read uh, his book, The Uncontrolling Love of God. And uh, certainly it's going to have an interest to many of you. In, in that book, he actually is talking about what we do about that uh, age-old question, what do we do about evil in the world? And so he's going to talk about some of the, the ways in which that's been handled and then offer his particular uh, idea. So obviously, uh, by the title, you can tell we're going to talk about uh, love. We're going to talk about the love of God, and we're going to at least get into uh, some discussion as time allows, as to uh, the shape that that takes. And, of course, Tom is going to say there's some something to be said for God's uncontrolling love. And then uh, I'm working on setting up an interview with Adam Clark. I, I met Adam uh, last month, and Adam, uh, I think I may even mention that on the last podcast, but we've since been able to connect by email, and we're just kind of trying to get uh, a date and time set up. Um, but we'll be talking to him about uh, issues of, of black theology, race, the uh, notion of color blindness, and the fallacy that that communicates. And then uh, I'm re- I rescheduled my interview with Tony Jones for later in the month, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that. As I've read Tony's book, uh, Did God Kill Jesus? I'm about a third of the way or so through Fleming Rutledge's book, Understanding the Crucifixion, and and there's some really um, good juxtapositions. I don't say that to say that uh, there is a lot of disagreement, but there are some descriptions in different ways, and I, I um, may try to have an opportunity to talk to Tony about um, how he might interact with uh, Fleming Rutledge on, on a couple of things that he wrote about. But I'm looking forward to that. We're going to talk uh, with, with Tony about uh, uh, what it is to be a theologian in residence, a pastor theologian. We're going to talk about an article that was in Christian Century sometime back about uh, theologian in residence. And, um, and then we're going to springboard from there and, and uh, have, have a good conversation. And then I'm finishing up uh, Philip Nation's book, uh, uh, Habits... Uh, uh, it's a Habits book. It's a spiritual formation book. And uh, it's called Habits for Our Holiness, and it's it's the idea of spiritual formation for the mission of God. And uh, I, I look forward to talking with Philip Nation. Some of my guests won't know Philip. Some of some will. So that hopefully shows the uh, the breadth we're attempting here uh, on Pathological to hear from a variety of voices. And then as soon as uh, my friend Trip Fuller gets uh, off the road traveling, we're going to nail down a time to talk about his little. Uh, book on Christology, so we'll have him scheduled. I'm going to make contact with my friend Spencer Burke, and and we're going to talk about uh, some of the best advice he's given me in my life. Uh, one small phrase, and uh, we'll let you know what that is uh, when we have him on the podcast. And then there's others on the list that uh, we're going to talk to. I've talked to Joe Myers, uh, Bill Walker. I've just got several, and and so we've we've been kind of s- stalled out, but it's just. Uh, life and schedules, and, and we plan to get these interviews uh, in the mix and then in your ears. And so those are some things I was thinking today. Uh, as I continue to read uh, Rutledge, uh, listen to other uh, friend, good podcasts. So again, uh, my plug for my, my friend Jason's uh, podcast with Tear Hardy and Morgan Gutton uh, called uh, Crackers and Grape Juice. Uh, go over to iTunes, subscribe. And if you trust me, go ahead and review it as excellent. And uh, that'll help them out along the way. And <clears throat> it, it's just the way the system works. It's, 
It sounds like we're begging for attention, but but really to kind of help get the word out that if you think there's something good, it's always helpful if you go over and and uh, uh, not just subscribe, but you you leave a review and a rating over there. Five stars, great. Uh, and uh, if I could work my really subliminal message, five star message in there, you could. Uh, you see where we're trying to go. But you could help us out and uh, then share the podcast with your friends. Maybe if you're listening, you're a friend of mine and 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 uh, uh, I'm not your pastor, then then maybe you could find this helpful for your pastor. Maybe encourage him along the way. Maybe he has followed the same path or pattern or trajectory and, and uh, he needs a, a, a place to listen and, and interact and and hopefully along the way, I can get some of you pastor theologians to interact with me, engage with me, send some questions, thoughts uh, by email. And uh, eventually I'll get a, a, a email set up at toddlittleton.net. But you can uh, you could email me at uh, doc period todd at gmail.com. And uh, you, you pastor theologians out there, we could create a little bit of a network. I really am serious about uh, maybe putting together uh, a forum of uh, maybe 10 or 12 of us who could interact if it's online or local. So uh, hit me up about that. And uh, maybe if I have your name in the queue, we can I can ping you and we could get that together. That's really kind of what I had on my mind today. And I want to thank you for listening. It's, it's always uh, uh, good to uh, get some of these things out. I'm a verbal processor most of the time. And so this kind of helps me think through the things that I think are valuable and important. And I think the work of the pastor theologian is eminently important, and we need uh, lots of us, if you will. So as we're signing off, again, I remind you to uh, check out our sponsors, com, hoikoshandmade.com. Remember to use the uh, discount codes uh, Pathological at both those places. And then on my way out, uh, I want to uh, give a shout-out to uh, uh, Roundtable Media Group. Uh, this is a affiliate podcast. Uh, you could say we're produced by Roundtable Media Group. Uh, a couple of friends have put together that uh, podcast network. If you're interested in putting together your own podcast and you'd like a, a place to uh, do that, maybe to get um, uh, some traffic as we build this uh, podcast network out, maybe you need some help getting started, we'd love to come alongside you and give you a hand and tell you what we've learned and how we stumbled along the way and put some things together. We've got some new podcast uh, shows in the mix. They're waiting on just some small details. We look to have our hard launch on May the 2nd. Right now it's kind of a soft launch as we get some of those details worked out. But you can find us at roundtablemediagroup.com. And you could email me if you're interested at todd at roundtablemediagroup.com if you're interested in uh, um, participating as an affiliate blog or as, as having your show uh, on our our site we'd love to talk to you about that if you'd like to advertise with us you can do that as well so uh, again this has been Todd Littleton uh, for Pathological a podcast for the pastor theologian uh, remember you can find us at toddlittleton.net pathological.com or pathological.net and uh, remember to share the podcast and until next time thanks for listening <laughs>